Welcome to a special edition of the Show Up Better podcast, the podcast about content. This episode was filmed at a networking event, so ignore the chatter and noise in the background, but we this was filmed under special circumstances. I took my podcast setup to a networking event and I was able to capture some conversations with some interesting people and this is one of them. Also, be sure to check out a video segment of this episode, which the link will be placed in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. Watch that. Subscribe to that channel, Life of a Video Producer. And I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to get right into it. So again, what's your name? Fode. Fode oh. Wiles. Uh, Instagram. What's your Instagram? Instagram Hand. at F-O-D-E-E. I'm the first one. Pictures black and white. You can't miss it. <laughs> that. So uh, we were just talking real briefly before I decided to jump on here and get you on camera. Um, how long you been in the photography game? Man, I've been shooting uh, professionally for about nine years now. Um, but really, I've been shooting my whole life. You know, I used to, you know, save my lunch money and get the disposable camera from Walgreens, take pictures, and then go to the one-hour photo and uh, develop it, you know, okay. that sort of thing. All right. Um, so you were talking recently how... How long was it a side hustle for you? I would say on and off, uh, starting in about 2008, uh, just on and off, uh, different events here and there. Mm-hmm. I have my main job, my nine to five, and mm-hmm. then on the weekends, I would moonlight in the club or shoot a music video, do headshots or portraits, that sort of thing. I uh, did a couple of weddings, but it was always something I could fall back on, and it wasn't up until about... I would say right, right before the pandemic, actually, in 2019, and I uh, actually walked out of my job at Wells Fargo and said, this is it. And then the world came to a halt, so that was... Uh, oh, man, it had to suck. Yeah, it was um, interesting. What do you prefer to shoot? That's a good question. Um, for me, I thrive in event photography, so things like uh, conferences or uh, corporate events, large-scale events, um, over the past year, I've dipped my toe into several 300-plus events where coverage uh, really breaks down to, you know, knowing where everything's going to be, working with the event coordinator if there is one, and then having other individuals with you to uh, capture the uh, Bringing a team. Yes, you sir. coordinating everything and just manage, uh, managing the entire project. I got that. Um, so when you were saying you were saying you briefly about to switch your your strategy when it comes to business. Yes. Now I'm not going to give you too many secrets, but uh, it takes a lot of hats to run, as you as you know, the type of business that demands very fast output, uh, creative output, consistent output. You know, people want to see you working, but more so, there is a certain protocol when you're dealing with the owner of a business. So I've decided to take, my, take a step back and be the customer success manager for my clients, working with them uh, one-on-one, uh, making sure that everything that they need is set up, but also that the process is streamlined. So understanding that the business is the boss and the client is the one that needs to be catered to uh, has changed the, the flow of my business completely. Where I used to worry about several things and automation and AI is very important in what I'm doing now but being able to free up some of those hats to actually get content out quicker 
uh, get more consistent, high-quality content out to clients, and then actually having the fire to say, hey, I want to be the number one. I want to be the best at this. And I think that a lot of folks don't have that I want to be number one. Um, back in March, I asked myself, it was a real question. Back in March 2020, 2023, I asked myself, am I the best photographer in my city? And I could not answer that question. But what I could answer is, what could I do immediately to be number one at something? And so delivery was the first thing, speed. You're not gonna beat my speed. It does not happen. But then if I'm gonna be number one at speed, I have to be number one at showing on time, showing up on time, and leaving on time. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks want you to stay extra. We show up on time, we show up early, set up, and then we leave on time. Unless you want to, you know. That's, that's where contracts come into play. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of contracts, you have, how, what's your system like for getting people in? Like, send, you send proposals and all that stuff? How's that work? So, now I have my website. Uh, now I have my, my website set up such that it's on an inquiry basis. A lot of uh, larger businesses want to see a rate sheet. They want to see... Uh, you know, hey, what do you charge for this, that, and the third? And it's okay to have those things. I find that a conversation from the beginning helps to, one, fully understand the client's needs, but then also, two, to fully understand the scope of what they're asking for. Expectations range from, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> the, the complete gamut. And it's better to know upfront exactly what you're getting into uh, than to find out after the fact either you're underprepared, right, or you don't have the adequate equipment to fully capture what you came to do. And then the expectation of the client is on a level that, you know, the compensation is not for. So uh, when it comes to onboarding, you, you, you uh, set up an appointment, there will be a conversation. You do pay for that. If you book, it uh, is absorbed into the complete cost of what we're doing. Uh, but there are some standard rates that I post just for things that, you know, are cookie cutter. And you can find out uh, on the on the site. I apologize for no, this. No, no problem. Let me ask you this. Do you think posting your rates could hurt your business? And well, where people see that and, you know, and it, it could be a client who got some deep pockets. Mm -hmm. They see a rate. They're going to go with it, knowing that you probably could have charged for more. Does it hurt? Could it hurt? So... There are a couple schools to that. In, in my journey, I have found that setting up the relationship with the client, regardless of what you're charging, is the better option. I do have an uh, essentials package on my website, valued at $2,500. Uh, and that is posted there, because it's going to be that regardless. It's going to be that. It's itemized exactly what you're going to get. I can create that for any client. And they'll know exactly what you're getting. They're getting. Within that, they can ask, "Well, well, I may not need the website. I may not need, you know, X amount of short form content. I may not need the headshots." And then from there, it starts a conversation where we can break down what the value is in that for them. Um, I did mention that my focus is on, you know, conventions and. Uh, conferences and uh, more corporate events. In that lane, you just tell them. You tell them exactly what you're charging and they pay it. Um, in some instances, 
I gave an example back in May. There's a conference I was bidding on. My bid for is a three-day conference. My bid was $13,000. Not only did I have the lowest bid, but I did not get the contract because it was the lowest bid. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I had a relationship with the individual that was uh, doing the onboarding for the potential coverage of the event and explained to me, hey, you know, stop thinking about your business in terms of what you can afford or what you would think don't is think reasonable. with your pockets mm-hmm. <laughs> don't let your pockets affect your pricing because the realm that you're entering into it's it's nothing yeah. you 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 must break it down from a production a production standpoint hourly rates per diem all that you stuff it all in there and they won't bat an eye at writing that check because it's what they're used to they have budgets for that it's set us their businesses they mm-hmm. have Cash flow, they, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. That's why I've never shot for, I never filmed weddings or music videos. Not to say that, you know, it's just that I'd rather go where I know I can make some money, and I'm not gonna be going over a contract saying, hey, you supposed to pay me this, this is due, money's due up front before I even get out of the van. Like I got paid everything. And, you know? and that's and uh, you bring up the the payment a lot of times, and this is something that if you're a, a photographer or you know, filmmaker, and you're thinking about, hey, how, how am I going to get paid out by these larger businesses? Um, there are different types of payment schedules. There could be a deposit. There could be a retainer. There could yeah, be a net 30. Net 30. Net there 60. could be 90 days. Yeah. Um, you know, there's different ways you get paid, and you got to understand that, especially if you're, you know, buying equipment or renting equipment to get it done. If you're paying other people, you got to know that. Okay, I need to have this much cash to pay these people. So, and then I'm going to wait on the other payment on the back end. So, um, that's an experience that some folks just do not have. Uh, so, I'm glad that you were able to speak on that because it's different. Um, I can imagine that when you got into the game, and what was your inspiration to start shooting for you? Uh, well, I was, uh, I did a lot, I owned a gym for a few years, and I, I learned that video content was very useful in growing the business mm-hmm. and I was like you know what I'm getting bored with fitness let me go try and help other people with this video you know see if I can help them build their businesses and grow their brands with video because um, a lot of people aren't doing it still <laughs> even even it's 2024 like yep. everything you consume video all day long and people just they still even people with money who understand like you know like y'all gonna need some video Oh yeah, y'all gonna need a YouTube channel. You know, y'all gonna need something on social media. You know, one hundred percent. You know, so those are people with the with the budgets. Well, that's why I go after businesses as opposed to you know, I'm not shooting. And that's all I show on my website. Like, if I was go shoot somebody's party or something like that, you wouldn't see it on my website. It'd be, you know, let me get this cash real quick. I have yeah. a separate website for that. Yeah, so matter of fact, every separate. everything you niche down to have a separate website. Um, you know, or at least a landing page or something yeah. like that for it. So, but yeah, man, um, I appreciate you talking to me, man. Not a problem, man. It's my pleasure. Thanks for the invite, man. Uh, like you said, you can find me on Instagram at f o d e e, and um, just follow the links in the description to the things that you're looking for. Cool, good stuff, man. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Again, this is CJ Williams, host and producer of this podcast. Be sure to head over to the YouTube channel, Life of a Video Producer, to check out the full video of this interview. 
or you can click on the link in the show notes. If you have any questions, feel free to send them over to me. Email them to me, cjwilliams at ptmediapros.com. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in, listening to the show. I want to thank you for watching the video and subscribing to the YouTube channel. Until next time, everybody, go show up better.